This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Tap Into with Travis and Pete. I'm Travis. And I'm Pete. And we are excited you're joining us on this journey of conscious rising. Wait, what does that mean? Well, I'm glad you asked, Producer Cassie. It means we're going to be sharing some experiences and some tools for a life centered in joy, purpose, and gratitude. You know, life as it comes. You mean we're sharing the good, the bad, and the what the fuck? Ooh, exactly. So, come as you are, set aside what you think you know, and simply listen. And as always, take, take what, what you, you like and leave, leave the rest. rest. Travis and I are tapping into these, the way we live our lives and how to communicate that better and how to approach that better. And that is the basis for the conversation we're going to have today about five tools on communication for understanding. And what are we talking about? Who are we trying to understand? The person who we are talking to. Absolutely. Um, and so get your get your pens and papers out and take some notes because this is mm-hmm. something that helps us. This is something that we deliver because we use it. Um, we're not these coaches that come to you that some do and some don't. They just kind of rattle off stuff because they think that's what you want to hear. Know that anything we talk about is experience. We give our experience, strength, and hope here. And as we always say, this is your ability to take what you like and, and leave the rest. And leave the rest. So that's that is right. exactly what you can do today as mm-hmm. well as mm-hmm. every day. So we're going to jump right into it. Five tools to uh, for understanding. Five tools for better communication to understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the first one, uh, it's really about – we'll go with number one saying – the success of a conversation can be maximized if the timing of a conversation is carefully chosen. What does that mean, Pete? It means that just because you're ready to have a conversation with me does not mean I'm ready. And when we ask – you and I now ask each other. We didn't used to and it kind of came to heads before we figured this out. But we now ask each other and we can also read body language. Um, are you available to have a conversation? There's something I'd like to talk about. Yeah, and that's also checking in with yourself as well, right? So yes. before I even have an attempt to have a conversation with Pete, I have to sit back and I have to think, all right, check my body, check my feelings, check the way that I'm feeling that day, mind, body, and spirit. Am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Am I tired? And if you have mm-hmm. followed along with that, that spells halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. If I'm one of those, that means that's what I need to do. I need to halt. I need to stop on that conversation. I need to feed my mind, body, and soul somehow, whether it's a cheeseburger, which I haven't had a cheeseburger oh in so long. Gosh. I'm so hungry. We're going to find a paleo cheeseburger. Yes. Um, whether it's if I'm hungry, if I'm angry, I need to figure out why I'm angry because anger really isn't a feeling that is a feeling itself. It means that I'm hiding a feeling, covering up a feeling with something else. Am I lonely? Lots of fear. Lots of fear. Am I lonely? Am I tired? Go get a nap before I have this conversation. So check in with yourself. Check Mm -hmm. in with that other person. Mm -hmm. That is number one to where you're going to be able to figure out if this is the best time to have that conversation. Yeah. So if you're feeling any of those uh, items in halt, then it's a good idea to halt and to get all those under control, like you said. Um, and the other thing is once you're under conche- – like if I'm if I'm in the emotion of like we're having a discussion to figure out something that is a miscommunication or a misunderstanding between us and I'm doing that with the emotions of being really sad, really angry, really frustrated, whatever it is, I'm probably – my brain's not going to want to communicate because it's going to be 
going through that emotion and it's not going to be very clear. So <sighs> the pause is very important to clearly communicating and to being ready. Right. And so I'm, I'm laughing right now because I'm thinking about how our communication has adapted over the, the year. year, right? <laughs> the I was months. about to say the year. We're um, at 11 months. Woo. Yeah, and two days. And two days. Get it right. Sweet. Um, and so like it's whenever you're – you ask that person if they're ready to have this conversation and this has happened to me maybe a couple times <laughs> where I'm just like I'm fired up and ready to go and I come to Pete and I'm like blah, 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 starting to have this conversation and he will stop me dead in my tracks and go, I am not ready to have this I'm conversation. I'm not available right, right now. <laughs> and Put your hand down before I bite it. Yes, ma'am. And so, and so like – and also that will be a time where I also have to take a look back and go, okay, I probably came to him like a raging bull and was like, it's time for us to talk. I do that every time. Exactly. And so this, that's all the importance, okay? Make sure that you're good to have the conversation. Make sure that the person is good too. Moving on, number two. The course of a conflict is not determined by the action but rather by the reaction. Okay, so we've decided that we're ready to have a conversation and now that person who starts it dives in and tells us their statement. And so give us an example. Okay, so, you know, I come to Pete and I'm – well, you know, we'll talk about dinner, making some dinner. Are you going to make that for dinner today, Pete? Yes. Are you going to come at me with that attitude? Exactly. Why are you blaming me? You didn't ask me. Right. We, we didn't have a conversation about this. Exactly. Why don't so, you make dinner? Why don't you make Thank dinner? Thank you, producer Cassie. That's exactly so. <laughs> That is exactly it. So he has the choice to react. react with a lack of understanding as to why Travis is coming at me that way. And I'm not, I might not even be coming at Pete a certain way. I might be a question. Yeah, it could just be a simple question. And depending on – that's why you ask that person if they're ready to have any kind of conversation. Um, it could be the way that he reacts. So it could turn into that conflict just by that simple response, okay? Because if I am in a pissy mood and I come to Pete and I say, what are you making for dinner? Like why are you making this like this for dinner? That's not me starting the conflict. I don't care how pissed off I am at him. It's his reaction from it because he could see that in me and he could say one of two things. He could go, yes, <laughs> that could mm -hmm. be the answer to that. Or you can go F yourself and make your own damn dinner. That's where the conflict starts. So number two, the course of conflict is not determined by the action but rather by the reaction. And there is a quote that I really love, and I think it's by the big O, Miss Oprah. Or one of the interviews that I was watching that she was doing, was and like it was orgasm. that understanding happens in the space between the action and the reaction. It's that pause that mm. we talked about earlier. And so as the person who is engaging with someone, someone comes at me and says something, um, and it's my responsibility as the other person in that conversation who responds to say, okay, this isn't about me, and – I don't understand why this is happening. I might not. It may be about me. I don't know. Maybe about how I'm showing up, and I'm maybe I don't. I don't ever cook dinner. Maybe it's a responsibility running away from thing. Who knows? That's just an Sounds example. Right. It's not real. Oh, that is totally real. Oh, don't and you that's another podcast. Audience. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> so it's my responsibility to say, wait a second. I don't understand why he's saying. And my brain, our brains, want to make up that story already. We want to fill in the blanks. We want to assume we know what's going on. So it's my responsibility to say, hold on. What are you really saying right now? Because more than likely, are you frustrated? Are you sad? Are you hangry? I don't know what's going on, so it's up for me to figure it out. 
Play back on. Yeah. Sorry, we thought we lost y'all for a second. Peek it back in your chair. Sorry, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> oh my gosh. So number one and number two. There we go. Number three. We're saying, what are the intentions of this conversation? Um, are we having technical difficulties? Back on. That's okay. Anyway, okay. Everybody can can we see here? Are you hearing us? Seeing us? Talking to us? How's it going? Talk to me. We've got some people on here. I want to make sure that we are still. I think we're still going. Okay. We good? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, number three. Number three. Number three is what are the intentions of this conversation? Um, what are the possibilities for me to show up to this conversation? What will it take for understanding to happen? What, how can we be, how can this be the most productive conversation ever? And this is a conversation you can have out loud with the person that you're talking with. Um, if you, absolutely, it, you know, if whether you bring in your angels, whether you bring in, you're talking to your higher power, to your God, to your universe, whoever to your it science. is, to your science, to your calculator, to your computer, whatever it is. Talk with that person, ask for some understanding, and then let the possibilities of that conversation happen. Yes. Um, and the intentions of this conversation are very much a conversation to have with both people involved because when you, when you, when you come into something in the heated of a moment – Going through this checklist is by the time you get through it and you discuss all these things out before you start the details, you've already given your time, yourself space from that emotion or from whatever that catalyst was to, to initiate the conversation. Right. Um, and so by what are the intentions, Travis and I can sit here and say, okay, well, we know – going back to the are you cooking dinner example, it's like we, we know we're hungry. Maybe we, we – the, so the intention is that we need food ready to eat. And so then we find out, oh, we didn't talk about a time. Or we didn't talk about who, or we haven't even gone to the grocery yet. So like here, one of us is angry or frustrated that there's not food ready, but yet we see that both of us didn't have their, didn't finish our responsibilities to show up and have that food ready to cook, ready to go, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So then that is exactly why you do that. What are the intentions? Figure it out. Get into centered motion what, or centeredness for yourself as well as the person you're with. And the which, intentions are not to blame, but to figure out the solution. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so that brings us to our number four, which is using mirroring to seek understanding rather than to make yourself understood. Then you were primed for the success. You were primed for the success of the principles of this mirroring. And that means that you're not there to seek being right. Ask yourself, am I seeking to be right? Am I seeking to defend myself? Am I seeking to understand? Because that's what a, a powerful and like conversation is about. It's about seeking understanding, not making sure that you're understood yeah and one of the awesome things about travis is very early on and i knew this about myself but i didn't consciously maybe know this about myself um, but i knew that i struggled with it was um that i didn't exactly know how to talk about what i was feeling so everything that i everything that i was throwing out was some i was grabbing at something grabbing at some kind of straws or whatever and travis was then left to be like what the fuck are you talking about right now? I don't even understand what you're saying. And so by the pausing and by the intentions and by the um, the timing, we were able to decipher that and be like, okay, and help me get down to the thoughts of like, I didn't know how to talk about my feelings and then to be able to break that down and find out what exactly was that I was trying to communicate. Yeah. Mama's. So 
and through um, through mirroring, it's like if you know when I see something that Travis is frustrating me on, and then I can look at that and reverse it and be like, okay, something that I need to look at within myself and play back and see where I can make alterations in myself. And we've had some really big aha moments in, in conversations like that to where we can feel ourselves getting a little bit excited about something um, or I can, I can feel myself trying to teach somebody something instead of wanting to be, well, wanting to be understood instead of trying to understand. Um, and that's about asking questions. Like if you don't understand something that someone's trying to tell you and you can tell that they're passionate about it, start with like a, a sentence like what I hear you saying is and fill in the blank mm, with what powerful. you just heard. Because guess what? You don't always hear what the person is saying, just like the person doesn't always say what they want to say. So that's important by saying, what I'm hearing you say is this, and then wait to get to make sure that's correct. Because sometimes I can be like, no, that's not what I was saying at all. And you could be like, but that's what you just said verbatim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That gives them the opportunity to sit back, take a quick pause and go, okay, they're not understanding me. So let's see if I can reword this into helping that. So that's Mm -hmm. really good to have. And something to be said about all of these steps is if at any time that you get through these steps and then you notice you're arguing, you're fighting again, it's start it back over. Go with the pause. Go with Like figure out where that lack of communication is coming and dive into it. Because before you can talk about your thing, you got to talk about how to show up with each other to talk about the thing. Um, So just have patience and fall down seven times, stand up eight. Kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, and so that brings us to number five. And it it's really been one of the things that has been very helpful. And that mm-hmm. is – all of them have been helpful. However, yeah. a tender touch allows me to remain connected, engaged in a conversation. Try this one out. See how this works for you. And make sure that the person that you're having the conversation with, one, doesn't mind being touched <laughs> because mm-hmm. – it's about that connection. Um, and so what that means is is that it could be as simple as putting your hand on the other person's shoulder. So a lot of the times, uh, you know, I'll we'll be on the couch and I'll throw my legs over Pete's knees. Even if you're sitting next to that person and you're barely touching elbows, mm-hmm. that is still that touch and that connection that you can feel. <laughs> Yeah. So that you know that whenever you are having this conversation, if you're still holding hands with that person, if you're still having your hand on their knee, if you are still connected by just that simple little elbow, it means that you're engaged. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I've learned uh, from the conversations that Pete and I have is that whenever we are touching and we're having this important conversation, the second that one of us draws back, is because we're getting pissed off about something, we're getting loud, we're getting upset, and we're disconnecting from that conversation. Mm-hmm. So that's a good, and we've, I've, I feel we're really good at this now to where it's like, if we feel, because you've been touching for so long, that energy is flowing back and forth to you during this conversation, mm-hmm. that it's like pulling a plug. I don't care how hard you're touching that other person, it's pulling the plug and you can feel it. So that's when we regroup and we go, all right, are you still – are you getting mad? Are you – or asking yourself that. Am I upset? Do we need to take a pause on this conversation? What do we need to do? Yeah. Um, and the the science behind that is that when you are physically touching someone in whatever feels comfortable for you, that your 
there is an intimate connection there. And so you're much less likely to react in an emotional state that is harmful and you can stay gentle, you can stay relaxed, and you can stay engaged, like you said the word several times, um, in that moment. Now, just like when you go to the gym and there's some exercises that you're doing in spin class or in whatever class and you can't, um, maybe you can't do that, there's modified positions. So just like for this, there's a modified you can modify this to whatever you're comfortable with. Eye contact is one of the most is one of the strongest um, intention setting things that we can do with the person that we're engaging with because it lets them know that they are all our attention is all theirs. Um, and so, and when you look at someone with even without speaking, it's really hard to do sometimes. And so, another thing you can do is to make sure that all of your electronic devices are not anywhere near your face or your hands. Um, the TV is off, the kids are out of the room or family members, or you're doing it in a quiet space. It's not like a loud restaurant. So whatever it is, the physical touch is important, but it's, if that's something that's uncomfortable, you can always find other ways to stay engaged. If, if you're going to lock eyes and one of the person turns their eyes, um, then it may be time to take a break or it may be time to be like, okay, wait, let's back up. If I said something, let's talk about, let's, let's back up here. Um, and so then you lock eye contacts and you find that. Um, that connection. Yeah. So I think, the, sorry, I'm going to interrupt. Go ahead. Go for it. This is probably my favorite of the five steps. So I think it's the one that people forget the most and it's the most important that like the conversation that you have is not just about you. The conversation that you're having is about you as a relationship, whatever that relationship is, even if it's not an intimate one, if it's family or it's a coworker or something like that, to have that understanding that you need to be connected on a level that both people are present for is really important. I yeah. love this one. Agreed. Like, and that is, and that's what's, again, all of these have been super helpful. And you use one, you use the other, you use them all in conjuncture with each other. Um, I think that's just for me, the type of person I am that I feel that most energy from whenever I'm connecting in some sort of way, whether it's a physical touch or an eye contact with somebody. Mm -hmm. I think, and when that breaks, again, you feel it. So stop. Ask yourself why that connection broke. It could be that you just – your arm fell asleep. Yeah. Or it could be because you're done with that conversation. Listen to yourself and say, I need a pause. I need to take a break from this. Mm -hmm. See you tomorrow. And there's no right or wrong way to do any of these steps. It's Travis and I don't use all five of them every time we have a conversation or every mm -hmm. time that we're misunderstanding one another. Mm -mm. Um, you know, We know when it's time to say – I know when it's time to say I'm not available right now. And sometimes I don't say that and then I react in a way that's like – why are you in my business right now? That was so funny because there's layers of this too. Travis asked me a question just merely to do like an experimental thing with something was going on and I flipped out because I was going through my own thing and I thought that he was like tapping into that by something that he noticed about me and I was like, get out of my space, bro. That is I didn't say not bro, what you said. but that was not what I said. It was a little less PG than that. Um, but it's like that I – the engagement of that, it's like when you get to the layers of the depth of conversation with someone, he said the first thing, but the reaction actually wasn't until after I I said something to him because I was frustrated and the reaction then would have started with you coming back at me. And there we both had some reactions back and forth and then we were like, wait, hold on, wait, we've got our own rules and we took a pause and we took a break from not only each other but from the moment to clear our heads and de- Toxify the emotion that was filling us up, making us not think clearly. Came back as beneficial. 
Mm-hmm. It really was. And we solved some shit. We did solve some shit. Um, so those are the five communication tools that works best for understanding. Um, try them out. They are proven to work for us. They may not work for you. I can't if they if if they don't work for you, you're doing something wrong. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, that's not the right podcast. <laughs> no, it's not the no, right podcast. I'm totally kidding. And we're going to leave it there. <laughs> Everybody. No, it, you know, try it out for you. What works for us doesn't work for mm-hmm. you, whatever. Yeah. Take what you like and leave the rest. And so, like I said, this isn't even the original context in which we wrote it. We mm-mm. found out what part of – all five of these were there, but we reworded them in a way that worked for us that we understood. Yeah. So let, to go over those really quick, take some bullet points off of it. Number one is success. the success of a conversation can be maximized in the timing of the conversation if the timing of the conversation is carefully chosen. Check in with yourself. Are you available to have this conversation? Is the person you're about to have the conversation with available? Ask that. Say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Say it to yourself. And you are each responsible for your own answers. Yeah. Don't have to and if that person says you no. You should be available right now. Yeah. If, I gave if, you 10 minutes. Feel better? Yes. And if that person says no, respect that. Mm-hmm. Turn around, walk away. I promise you it does not do any good to keep on talking. I may have a little experience in that. Uh, Possibly. It's me like, <laughs> right, you know, someone says no and you're like, you two should be. Friends. Oh, that was cute. I was just—I wasn't asking you to really ask. You're like that was just a courtesy. <laughs> and then try to bull right, <laughs> and then try to bulldoze over them with all your words. That doesn't work. Yeah, you're just like I have to get these out right now. They're, They're just nope. here. They're yeah. sitting on nope. my tongue. I have to say them. Exactly. So number two, the course of a conflict is not determined by the action, but rather, rather, rather by the reaction. Lather. So if you're the beginning of this conversation, you started it. You're the second person about to speak. Choose your words carefully or don't choose them at all. You can always go back to that first one and say, you know what? After hearing your question or after hearing that thing that you just said, are you ready to have a talk? Actually, after hearing the the absolute thing you want to talk about, I've decided I am not in the, the mind frame to have this conversation. Yeah. And you can do that at any time during that conversation. Yeah. And the beauty of this too is by the time you get to number two, you've already figured out whether or not you are ready or not. So – Ready when you are going through it, it helps. You aren't even going to make it to step number five if you're not meeting the other four criteria. Yeah. So that's number, three. number two. Number three, what are the intentions of this conversation? Talk it out. Say it out loud. Call upon your whoever you call upon, Gaia, God, whoever, the universe. That frog. That, that frog. Lives in the pond across the street. The calculator that you found between the seat cushions of your couch. Oh, the $20 bill you found. The $20 bill that I didn't get to keep. Yeah. Talk it out loud. And what is that end result? If it's to make dinner and someone's arguing about who's supposed to make it, then if you don't have a schedule of who's making dinner that night, all right, well, you can't be frustrated that someone that assumed that you're supposed to make it. Yeah. So have the intentions. What do we want to find out? If it's food, okay, how can we both get there? Stay who's focused responsible on for what? Yeah. Is this an argument that's happening with you guys right now because you're paleo and you have nothing to eat? Uh, yes. Okay. We are discovering and then falling in love with paleo, actually. So, like the order so. pizza option is just not on the table right now? No. I mean, well, if it's that gluten-free. If it's cauliflower if it's like, crust. Oh, yeah. Olive oil. Look at her distracting us like pizza. that. Now I'm hungry for pizza. Thanks, Kess. You're not doing your job very well right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> She's like food. I'm like, yep. Okay. So once we? you've set the attention, intention, then we're going to number four, mm-hmm. which is use mirroring to seek understanding not. rather than to make yourself understood. 
ask those questions. If you are not sure, you can tell someone's getting passionate about something they are saying, and you even need to take that pause, and you're just not getting it, repeat the sentence, so what I'm hearing you saying or hearing you say is, and then repeat what you really think you heard you said mm-hmm. or that person said. And that gets them to go, no, 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 no. That is not what I said at all. And then to be able to retract it or to be able to say it differently so that you can understand what they're saying. And it's also the responsibility of reciting that back that when they say, yes, that's exactly what I meant. And you're like, that doesn't make sense. This person's full of crap. Or like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. You can be like, okay, well, I don't understand that. And so it's an awesome, another opportunity to pause if you're not getting through to that understanding. Absolutely. So five, number five, the success of a conversation. Nope. A tender touch allows <laughs> me to remain connected and engaged in a conversation. Reach out and touch somebody. It helps. And you know that whenever you're doing that, you have that connection. And is like I said before, make sure that person doesn't mind to be touched. Um, and it can be as yeah. simple as laying your hand on their hand, laying, connecting by the elbows, leaning on each other, putting your feet up on somebody's lap, whatever. And then the reasoning for that and the science behind that is – Is that it's that connection between heart and brain because the heart – the touching is an intimate act is that it's – literally hard to be pissed off at someone that you're engaging in like rubbing their leg or put your arm around or hugging. It's like hugs are so powerful. You, I, we could have a conversation with a hug during a hug the whole time. Yeah. Who knows? That would be great. Um, and actually I was thinking about an experiment to when you're not engaged in some kind of a um, conflict. It's like you and I are we're good right now. We're, we're going to change each other. We can be like touch each other and try to literally be pissed off or try to do something that's – and we're going to end up laughing our butts off the whole time because it's just – it's the chemistry. When you're engaged physically like that, your body knows it and the chemistry in your body responds and you're able to be more in tune, <laughs> soft, engaged. Agreed. I just there's some times where I've just been like, and make sure that it's okay again uh, that that person is in a good space before you touch them. That's, that's why, why it's number is, five. That's why it's number five, right? <laughs> you go through all this stuff because you don't want to you don't want to start a pissed off conversation just by reaching out and grabbing somebody. Yeah. <laughs> like we gonna talk and you're gonna want to because I'm touching you now. <laughs> <laughs> you're like stop walking away. Well, no, the funny thing is, <laughs> put my hand it, on it, your shoulder. You want to talk about a cast? Well, no, the funny thing is, is what took me you. to He's it like, is Pete and I had a conversation one time where. I was not in a good point to have the conversation, and neither was he. And I just, I sillily, is that a word? Sillily? It is now. Thought that it would be a good idea to like stand in front of the door to block his exit to talk to him. But I was very calm. Nope. And then whenever he got pissed off, I, <laughs> I went at him with a hug, and he was like, he may have said some choice words. He was like, if you don't get out of my face right now and then fill in the blank. Pete's very creative when it comes I to I don't know that I was weapons. there for that conversation. Oh, you were totally there? It was at the pool house. A, yeah, I, that did happen. And <laughs> it's because when I'm communicating, and that's another thing, it's like this isn't always going to go the way that you want it to. So it's like when I'm communicating what I need, which is bitch, get out the way, and that person's not, even whether their intentions are good or not, it's, your bitch. it's that <laughs> – it's that – I, I'm, I'm removing myself from this conversation from this whatever because I need to pause. So yeah, don't just go grabbing somebody and thinking that yeah. hugging them in mid pissed off mode is gonna is gonna mm-hmm. fix anything because it doesn't. That's why mm-hmm. it's number five, y'all. And modify it if it's not touching, then just do the eye contact. Mm-hmm. Then put down your phones, your electronics, the TV. Get everyone else out of the room. Don't go to a busy restaurant. And try to have a deep conversation. Like, agreed. 
I um I live with a really aggressive cuddler. I don't really know how else to uh, describe it. I bet you all never fight. <laughs> You're always cuddling. Well, no. So cuddler. then, and I, I want I am one of those people who like regresses into my shell when I'm angry. I'm like, don't touch me. Just I'm over here. So uh, we just, I usually hide under the covers. I'm just like, I need a minute under the covers by myself. And he just like is outside waiting. And as soon as I take the covers down, he's like aggressive. Oh, that's again. so cute. So Aww. the next time we do this live, this podcast, we're going to have you all on video in the bed cuddling, showing this demonstration. That's a whole other, I don't think it's called think a live that at that point. I think that's called Cinemax. Is that still a thing? Uh, the X-rating. Anyway, so Cinemax. thank you. Those are the five. For the, I think Cassie, never mind. There was one person on there, so I was like. (laughs) So, yes. So, um, and check. Oh, and Cassie. Cassie has a, before we talk about uh, what Pete and Travis have to offer, Cassie has a very special message about the lovely specialty produce where we are recording right now. Oh, yes. So uh, Pete and Travis are recording today in the Specialty Produce Network, which is a podcast network located right in the Specialty Produce Warehouse. Uh, what's unique about this is that uh, you can come here, you could see them recording their podcast if you wanted to, but then you could also explore our warehouse. Uh, we're completely open to the public, and it's a completely different kind of shopping experience. On top of that, we are on every social media outlet, so if you can't make it down to the actual warehouse, you can follow us on Specialty Produce for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and also download our app, which is our global product. So you can use that anywhere you want to learn whatever you want to learn about all the different produce we've found throughout the world. Wow. Is that all? Yeah, you know, that's it. <laughs> I think if we had known about specialty produce, we've never thought about cooking. No. We no, just, it's just amazing things. Because they've got the kitchen, out. they've got the ingredients, and it's just... And yeah. there's a really cool... So the studio that we're in actually has a really cool uh, window where we're... At the room that we're in so that if you... I don't know, if you get the bug up your ass to come in there and watch us talk, you can do <laughs> so. Give us a wave we'll and try wave to... You could try to You could try to make us like... You can throw us off. That's always fun. Yeah, try to uh, make them laugh through the right. window. Throw it. Throw it. Laugh. Not a laugh. Know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> work anyway so we were talking about a little bit of something um well you know what i think that's a good place to stop it right there yep so so thank you for joining us on the travis and pete tap into show at the specialty produce network and we will see you next time join us again every wednesday at 1 p.m to 1 30 p.m <laughs> on uh, facebook on facebook travis Pacific and Pete. standard time and um yeah be you can part interact of, with us be part of the live studio audience interaction um ask us questions and we will talk to you all and see you next week thanks for joining us bye